Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. He's a fire-old. The world is his oyster. Lazarus is going to bring them. The Ainsbury Victoria Cup goes to Lazarus. Lazarus in front, coming at us, ladies and sharks, so I try bigger. Lazarus, the greatest thing of all. He's going to hold on. Oh, what a win. He's here. Mike Bozich back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, bidding everybody a very pleasant good evening. And what a night it is going to be. The wait is over. The champion Lazarus is set to make his North American debut in race 11 tonight at Hoosier Park. The Dan Patch Stakes free for all. Once again, we bid everybody a very pleasant good evening. Mike Bozich here in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. A lot going on. We're going to send it in just a minute to our broadcast team live at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnston will be broadcasting live in just a moment. But race number 11 is the Dan Patch. It is coming up, set for about a 9.50 so or so start. Lazarus is the talk of the town. He is making his North America debut tonight. He's made over $2.5 million. He has started 45 times, and he has lost only 10 of them. He's won 35 starts. And after that 148-3 qualifier at the Big M on July 28th, with that 25-3 and three close, North America is ready to see what Lazarus is all about. Special thanks to our sponsors. We have giveaways tonight that we're going to be announcing throughout the broadcast. But without further ado, let's send it live to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino for our broadcast team on site, Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnston. Guys, take it away. Well, thank you, Mike Bozich. We are live for the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes presented by Miller Lite. And before we kick off the program and introduce Jessica and Taylor, we've got a very special guest standing by with us right now. And listen, you were an intern this time last year, and now you have a full-time position. Uh, Rose Flood is with us. And first, tell us what you do and what your position is. All right. Well, my official position is Race Marketing and Operations Administrator. And I do a little bit of everything with race marketing. I tend to get a lot of random tasks, but the biggest part of my job is probably running the handicapping contest, like our big one tonight. Now, Rose, obviously you went through the intern program here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, and obviously you had to take a lot away from that. What did you learn, and how did that help prepare you for what you're doing now? Well, first of all, I learned more about harness racing because I came into the internship knowing nothing, like absolutely nothing at all. But um, with a great supervisor like Emily, I came out of it absolutely loving racing. And when I was looking for jobs, I wanted to go into racing. That was a number one priority. And thankfully, they have this job because, um, I mean, the internship just, I became a better writer. I 
learned better skills in social media and I just learned how to use those skills um, more in the racing setting. So I just felt like it set me up for where I am now. Now, obviously, all the hype has been around Lazarus, and uh, you work with the marketing team. How did Hoosier Park uh, get ready for Lazarus? And obviously, we saw that you guys had a big sign, a welcome committee, so to speak, for them. Uh, how exciting was that? Oh, it's it's absolutely been crazy. Um, ever since we found out, we just uh, hit the ground running with the promotions. And when he got here on Wednesday, Emily and I went out with Greg Hayes and our director of AV, and so we got to see him getting off the trailer, which was so big. And so we've just we've absolutely gone full force with the promotions and getting footage of him. And it's, Oh my gosh, it's just, I can't even find the words to describe it. It's just unreal. Well, listen, congratulations on your full-time job. And uh, listen, you've been running around here uh, almost like Emily, just running around back and forth. It seems like great to see some new blood in this photo harness race. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Rose flood. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Rose flood joining us now. She went through the intern program here at Hoosier park racing and casino. And what an amazing intern program that they have here to help get people directed into the sport of harness racing. We talked a lot about Lazarus and we're going to talk a little bit more about Lazarus here in just a moment. Uh, as Lazarus was out warming up earlier, uh, Mike Bozich and boy, did he look sharp on the racetrack and for more on Lazarus, let's send it to our colleague, Taylor Johnson. Yes, I did get to actually go back to the paddock and kind of get to hang out with Lazarus a little bit. He, for being such a big horse that he is, he was so calm, cool and collected in the paddock, didn't even mind that Jessica and I were hanging all over him, taking pictures because we kind of had a little bit of fangirl moment. But I think if he can go out there, warm up easily and stay sharp, I think he's going to be the one to beat tonight. All right. Thank you, Taylor. And Taylor will be providing our Witter Circle reaction, paddock reaction, and she's also doing some social media stuff for us here tonight. So uh, listen, just keep up the uh, keep up the great work. I just do everything for you guys. <laughs> All right. We're going to bring in the third member of our broadcast team. And Mike, this is a special moment uh, for our uh, colleague, Jess Gotten, as she is co-hosting for the very first time. And Jessica, talk to us a little bit about how you prepared for the Dan Patch Stakes. Obviously, uh, you've had to prepare for, before for Winter Circle interviews and things of that sort. But how did you have to prepare for tonight's show? Uh, it was a little different. I actually had to look at the program other than when I first <laughs> got here. Because, you know, uh, usually just kind of going into the races, I kind of you, you have to watch the race to prepare for a Winter Circle interview. Or just kind of look at glance at the program um, at first when you go back to the talk to the connections. But I uh, printed the program off uh, yesterday and I sat down with four different color highlighters and went through all of the last quarters, the finishes, the post positions, the odds, went and watched replays. I think I'm ready for tonight. All right, guys, that is the four-member team of our broadcast team here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. We are one minute away from the eighth race. We're going to take a quick look at it, and Jessica, I'll tell you what, what a wide-open field race number eight is. It's the Johnny Waddles for a purse of $16,000, and it's kind of an interesting race, but I like the five Ollies as the tab. And Jessica, you get to watch the racing here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino more. I know that from a two-year-old, that race last week was ultra impressive first off the qualifier. Very, very impressive. I thought, you know, um, usually two-year-olds obviously need a, a few starts to, be, to get rolling. Um, but coming off of a qualifier, I thought was very impressive. I'm out of the Jamie McCumber barn. She does phenomenal here, her and her husband, Ricky. But um, like you said, it was very nice to see them um, 
for sale off of the first qualifier for the two-year-old. Now, Mike, obviously, uh, race number eight is just a few minutes away. Would you take one to five on a horse that only has one start, but off of that effort? Not going to take one to five on anybody right now, Mike Carter. I'll tell you what, I think this could be a night for prices. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment for the Dynasty Patch. But I'll tell you what, number seven, BC Octane, I thought came home very, very good last time. Did take advantage of a little bit of a fast tempo, but was the favorite, but did lose by three parts of a length in that last particular race. Post seven, not bad on a seventh-eighths mile of a track. And I think number seven, BC Octane, has a chance to get into the cover flow and sweep on by in the lane. And the track, Mike, that so far to me is appeared to be playing pretty fair. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, the track has been playing fair thus far. Jessica, that's one thing we've noticed about uh, the racetrack here tonight. It hasn't been a closers track. It hasn't been too speed favoring. It's been kind of, you know, pretty even for the night. Yeah, very versatile. Um, a few of one on the front. A few of them um, come from behind and gotten tripped. So I think uh, the rest of the races will play out. They'll play out interesting, especially the big race because there's a lot of speed in it. All right, race number eight is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. We're going to take a short time out. When we come back, we've got more from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino on Dan Patch Night, presented by Miller Lite. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. New Vocations Resource Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Jessica, and here alongside Mike Carter, live from Hoosier Park for the Dan Patch Stakes. And we are looking at race nine. Um, as a heavy favorite, number five, Ollie Zetam is at one to nine. And then the rest of the board is uh, pretty long odds. You have seven to one on the seven. BC Octane out of the Tim Wilson Jr. Barn. Sport driver Todd Warren, who finished second last time out, um, finishing the mile. 28 and 3, pacing the mile, and 153 and 4. You know, race number eight is really interesting here. Number five, Ollie's Z Tam, uh, coming off a victory last time out. Uh, this was a kind of an interesting race for me. Um, Mike Bozich, uh, my full card selections are available via our website, www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com. I used the six, lucky again, currently at 99 to one off a fourth place effort from post 10. You're laughing. Listen, you're laughing. I think Elliot Deaton's got a little bit of a chance here. I mean, I, I told you the betting board is like phenomenal here. You have one to nine and then six to one and the rest of them are double digits. I mean, you can throw anything underneath of them. Mike, what are you thinking here, buddy? 
Well, it's kind of interesting. Like I say, I think 7BC Octane does have a little bit of a chance. You know, this is a race for two-year-old Colton Gelding Pacers, and it's really going to depend on who steps up and who steps forward. The thing about two-year-olds is they can improve very, very quickly quickly, and without warning. Now, obviously, Ali Zetan, you're going to have to uh, go ahead and put him on top in uh, a lot of the tickets here. But like I say, I do think, you're, uh, Mike, you're right. Number six, Lucky again, who has showed speed at different points of the mile over his last three or four starts, has a chance to share. But I would definitely put number seven, BC Octane, on top. I think this horse can easily get the job done if five Ali Zetan makes any misstep, guys. Michael. Michael. Oh, yeah, I yep. agree. Sorry, the mic was turned down there. <laughs> no, Mike, we're talking to we're going to be talking to Cammy's Cause. Uh, they actually have a um, they actually have a benefit here at Hoosier Park tomorrow, and so we they were standing beside the uh, beside the table uh, talking with us uh, about their about their cause. They're actually going to come on for an interview here in just a couple of minutes. So go ahead, Jess. I, I was on oh, so, oh, sorry. I thought you thought you had something. We're 48 seconds away from the eighth race, Mike. Uh, final thoughts here as the five Ollie's Z Tam is one to nine. Yeah, I'm going to throw the seven on top here with a couple of different numbers, including your number six. Maybe also the number three got to know her name, but putting five Ollie Z Tam on top with uh, a couple of long shots. I kind of like your six, Lucky, again. I think this horse has got a good shot to get a piece of it. And right now, good juicy odds at 99 to 1. Good betting pools tonight at Hoosier Park. And once again, we're reaching every one of you to bet it through our sponsor, betamerica.com. Log in. They've got great sign-in bonuses if you're not signed up. Also great rebates as well. All right, race number eight is coming up in about uh, 10 or so seconds. Steve Cross is going to have the call on your ADWs. We tried something on Hamiltonian Day, Mike, uh, where we got to call a few of the races, and uh, I think we decided that uh, the undercard is uh, something I'm going to take here. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here, shall we? All right, well, good luck to you. And I just found out, Mike, that my calls on Hamiltonian Day were among the most, the most muted in the nation, so hopefully you can do better, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> They are lining up for tonight's eighth race. One to five of the five here. Again, I am very surprised uh, at the price. I, I, I say that now, but I, I'm not sure that I, I'm as surprised as I thought I was going to be coming off a four and three-quarter length victory last time out. The starter calls the field for the eighth race. It's the Johnny Waddle, $16,000 Pacers. Lined up for tonight's eighth race. All set. They're picking up speed. Here they kept. Gerald Colton Gelding Pacers lined up. Less than a 16th out. A little rough gated before the start. The sixth lucky again. Number five, Ali Zetam was a little rough gated too. From in between horses, rock solid image is away for the lead. BC Octane is free and driving on the outside. Then comes Roberts Glade Runner from the inside as they are three wide as they race on to the first turn. Rock solid image came away with the lead, but coming up the inside as they head around the first turn is Roberts Glade Runner. And on the outside, coming on now to take the lead is Frontier Telefaris. So Frontier Telefars on top by a length and three quarters as they go past that opening quarter in 26 and two. Up the back stretch they go in Frontier Telefars and Dale Heitman on top by a length and a quarter. Here comes BC Octane at 10 to one, now third, now second. And they're striding up, got to know her name, will follow that first over bid. Ali Zetam waits no longer from fifth, now fourth on the outside. Then comes Robert's Glade Runner. At the inside decks is Beauty is Desire. Then comes You're So Right, the back marker are 
He's all about the base and lucky again. They make their way around the final turn and got to know her name has the lead. Ali Zetam is on the outside, even though the chiclet has uh, him about third from last at this point. But it is Ali Zetam a half a length to the good. Got to know her name races in a second. Then at the inside, third is BC Octane. Frontier Telefaris fans out four wide for the drive off a half and 54 flat. Three quarters on the board in 123 flat. Back into the far turn. It is Ali's Zetam with the lead. Up the inside has got to know her name. These two slugging it out with a 16th to go. Got to know her name and Ali's Zetam. Got to know her name up the inside. A half a length to the good. On the outside, Ali Zetam. Got to know her name. Upsets in the A's. On the outside, Ali Zetam was second. Frontier Telefaris was a third. The final time of the mile was 152. Well, well Mike Carter, the, there we saw, guys. Uh, Ali Zetam wasn't able to put away. Got to know her name. He hung a little bit in the late stages. Got to know her name. Fought back very, very sharply to win. Give credit to Sam Widger, who uh, an old Illinois uh, guy that just absolutely knows this racetrack. They didn't really come home much, 29. So you just have to ask yourself, did Ali Zetam hang or did got to know her name fight back? Nonetheless, congratulations. The two-year-old gelding by Shady Shark Hanover, Rich's Hanover Mare, She Stella, bred by the Irv Miller Stables. Guys, whenever you see an Irv Miller breeding, you have to be very, very careful. You know, guys, it's interesting. This was my second choice. Um, number three, got to know her name. And Jessica, you got to give this horse a little bit of credit, was stung to the opening quarter last week, parked out from post number six, only missed by a nose. I'm kind of surprised that got to know her name uh, was not as uh, m- not more respected on the board. Yeah, me either. And, you know, it also says first-time Lasix. And I know not always do you want to bet a horse that is first-time Lasix. You do want to give him a start or two on that. But, uh being a two-year-old, um, I thought she was amazing, uh, being stung to the quarter and all. There was a little bit of miscue behind the gate that I think that might have hurt the five volleys detail, but uh, all the less, they both raced good. She just got out sprinted a little bit in the stretch. Number three, got to know her name and driver Sam Widger, victorious in race eight over the betting favorite number five, Ollie's Z-Tam. Well, we're joined now by a special guest, and uh, this is a very good cause um, going on here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to talk with Jared about Cammy's cause. And uh, Jared, talk to us a little bit about this uh, event. I've been doing a little bit of reading on it, and uh, tell us uh, what it's all about. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, we started Cammy's Calls 15 years ago. Uh, my daughter Cammy is right there in the blue shirt. You just met her. Um, and Cam was born with a very rare chromosome disorder called 4P-. Uh, 16 years ago when she was diagnosed, uh, we got like a piece of paper from St. Vincent with like three paragraphs. And it was, this is what we know. Uh, it wasn't very good news. You know, they said she probably wouldn't live past one, that uh, she would, you know, never talk, walk, uh, have any kind of personality. Uh, she turned 16 last December, so a lot of the information they had was misleading, um, and it was just, you know, uh, archaic. It was from the 60s, it was from the 70s. We started Cammy's Cause and uh, to fund research for 4P- uh, through the 4P- support group, and in the past 14 years have become the largest fundraiser in the world uh, for this specific cause, and we're doing it this year at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. 
Awesome. Well, Jared, talk to us a little bit about what's going on here tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, a lot of great events. Uh, obviously, the ride for the cause, uh, a 125-mile, uh, looks like a motorcycle uh, run. But uh, talk to us a little bit about what's going on here at the track tomorrow and how people uh, can register. So uh, tomorrow at the track, we're going to have uh, the races, obviously. Um, those go till about, what, 830, 845? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start the music at 9 o'clock. Um, tomorrow night we have Audio Audacity, the Fighting Jamesons from Boston, and we've got Breakdown Kings along with two acoustic artists, uh, Kelly Zulo, Mike Boo. On Sunday, that, so that'll go from 9 p.m. till midnight. Um, on Sunday, we will have the Kid Zone starting at noon. We have the ride that starts at 10 a.m. in Fortville, and it ends here at Hoosier Park, 125 miles, escorted ride. You can register day of, um, so it'll start on Main Street in Fortville. And then uh, the bands kick off at noon. We have 17 bands on Sunday. Uh, Corey Cox, Josh Kaufman, Jen Christie, uh, Twin Cats, Keller and Cole. Uh, so an all-star lineup of musicians that we're bringing out yet again for Cammy's Cause. Uh, and it's going to be a phenomenal time. We have a silent auction going on all weekend. Got the fire boulder over there right now. I don't know if you guys have seen that no, yet. No, not yet. What is that? Uh, it is literally a bowl that they have drilled out, and it's a fire pit. So, like, those go for, you know, $1,700, dollars $1, $1, $1. So, that's going to be in the auction. We've got a, a Sapphire XL uh, smoker, kind of like the Big Green Egg uh, from Family Leisure. That's going to be in there as well. Um, as well as uh, unique artwork from 4P-minus kids across the world. They, their kids do the art. They mail it to us, and then we throw it up in the auction. Well, Jared, listen, thanks so much for taking time to uh, talk to us about this. And, uh, listen, you know, more power to you guys. Uh, keep your heads up and uh, continue to do what you guys are doing for this. Thank you so very much. Uh, and just real quick, uh, kids 12 and under are free for this event. Perfect. And adults are 20 bucks, And that's a two-day ticket, so that'll get you in Saturday and Sunday. Awesome. Well, Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the night, my man. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. All right, Mike, uh, that was Jared from uh, – <clears throat> Cami is at cause uh, as they get ready to kick off their event tomorrow in the front paddock here where the uh, horses for the Dan Patch Stakes have began to gather. Taylor Johnson is standing by with Jamie McCumber. Well, I'll stay till he races. Hi, Mike and everybody. I am here with Jamie McCumber uh, as she has the two hole in the Dan Patch tonight with Beckham ZPM. Tell me how you feel about getting the two hole. He seems pretty good closer to the rail. Do you feel comfortable with that? Oh, absolutely. I feel comfortable. You know, in a perfect world, we would have had the five. It's the winningest position here. But um, you can't always get what you want. So, But uh, I'm very happy with the two-year-old two-hole. And it looks like um, he's been having a little slower fractions uh, as he's been kind of in the open in the Invitational here. He's going to get challenged a little bit more going faster fractions, and he seems to get a home quick. Is that how you feel as well? Yeah, absolutely. His last quarter has always been his best quarter, so um, which is a great trait when you're racing against other three-year-olds. But when you're racing against uh, these nice, nice, nice aged horses, um, you got to be able to hold that speed the whole mile. And uh, you know, he's up. I think he's up for the challenge tonight. And if you could guess what his last fraction would be, what would be your guess for tonight? Oh my gosh, I never expected this question. Um, I think he'll come home in better than 26 seconds. That's a pretty good last quarter. Yeah. And what do you think the race is going to go in? <laughs> um, 48 flat. Pretty fast, pretty fast. And uh, what did you guys do to prepare Beckham ZTM for tonight? Anything special or just kind of keep him normal, keep him calm going into this? Yeah, you know, we kept his schedule exactly the same as far as his work goes. Um, otherwise, to prepare him, it's his second start on Lasix, which I think is great. And um, we had to work on his blood a little bit. So his blood's been off for over a month. 
So we tried one more tactic to try and bring it down, and uh, fingers crossed that it worked. Well, we will all keep our fingers crossed tonight, and good luck, and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And back to you, Mike. Mike? All right, thank you, Mike Carter. We do have prices for race number eight. The winner, number three, gotta know her name. Thirty-two forty to win, four sixty to place, three forty to show. Five Ali Zetam, two ten to place, two ten to show. Two Frontier Telefrost returns six dollars, winning exact of fifty-one dollars. That's for a two-dollar wager. Fifty cent try, one hundred ten dollars seventy-five cents. Ten cents superfecta returns one hundred fifty-one dollars. And 86 cents. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll send it back to the broadcast team, Mike Carter, Jess Scott, and we'll have more live from Hoosier Park. It's hashtag Patch25 on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, Warhorse, and the Pacing for the Cure two-gated pleasure class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Freaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, Taylor Johnson, Jess Gotten, and Mike Bozich. And Mike, for the past couple of years, we've been doing this, and uh, we've had our Hoosier Buddy selection. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right, Hoosier Buddy, you, you've seen the program. Who are, who are we going with here? Hoosier Buddy's checking it out, checking all nine participants out, and it's going to be. Hoosier's buddy, Hoosier buddy selection is Lazarus, Mike Bozich. Uh, no surprise there, right? That might be – I think Lazarus is actually your long shot of the night. Am I right, Mike Carter? Yeah, my long shot of the night. Listen, if, if Lazarus is my long shot of the night, we got real problems on our hands. So Hoosier buddy's selection is number nine, Lazarus. We're going to have Duncan Taylor – on here in just a little bit, but Mike, uh, we're going to go over our pick five tickets. We're actually going to skip over 
uh, race number nine and uh, go into our pick five tickets. Guys, this is a really, really competitive pick five sequence. And, uh, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what, it's one that uh, I think could potentially provide some value. Yeah, it certainly can. A couple of horses I, that I want to point out in race number 10. Number seven, Mackinover. This is uh, a Peyton Odie trained uh, Jordan Stratton driving, and this is a horse that showed some speed last time, finished third in that uh, pretty much the same class, in my opinion. I mean, the purse is up a little bit, but I think this is pretty much the same class. You know, this horse usually needs a trip. You never find this horse on the front end. He had the cup a mile last time at a 26 and two quarter, 55 half, got that three quarters and 123 and one. And uh, there goes Joe Biden's train, by the way. Hello, Mr. Biden. But anyway, Mac Hanover, I think, has uh, got a shot if he could find a trip from the outside. Jordan Stratton is uh, well-versed in getting trips, guys. Hey, there's who's your buddy on the screen right now, by the way. So seven, yeah. Mac Hanover, I think, has got a big shot. And uh, so does one sporty Red Hot. First time, Yannick Shingra. Decent closing second last time. I envision a very similar trip, if not a little more of alert beginning. And I think that could put one sporty Red Hot over the top. But I do think seven, Mac Hanover, has got a good shot at the good odds. Mike, uh, Jessica actually brought up a good point. Race number nine is an invitational pace, so we're not going to skip over a race number nine. Uh, my apologies to the uh, to anybody who uh, is in this race, but uh, uh, an interesting race nonetheless, Jessica. I like the nine Endeavor. Uh, currently at four to five, I hate to uh, chalk bust here, but I feel like Endeavor is going to be a tough one to beat. Yeah, Endeavor raced uh, super last start up. Just getting beat next for the win. Um, coming home in 2017, pacing the mile in 149. But I went to Jet Airway. He was first up last start. I don't think that's his um, what he needed because he just had a qualifier a couple of starts back. But there's a lot of nice horses in here. He's a dude A, upcrising up ZTAM. Um, I think they're all versatile in the way they can race, and there's a lot of speed up front. All right. Well, race number nine is coming up here in just a couple of minutes, but we're joined now by a very special guest, Mr. Duncan Taylor. And listen, you know, we, we got a chance to talk a little bit the other day at the Meadowlands about Lazarus and what went into the decision to make this purchase. But talk to our uh, listeners a little bit about um, how this whole thing kind of came about. Well, we um, have a good friend, Steve Stewart, that owns Hunterton Farm that's big in the standard bread uh, sales. And he and I uh, grew up close to each other, and he learned the standard bread business from my father. And uh, he told me that in the um, in the standard bread business, there was like room at the top for a stallion farm. That uh, and he thought that that it might be time for us to get back in the standard bread business. We bought the horse What the Hill, and we sent him down to. Um, we're sending down to New Zealand as a shuttle stallion and the agent that helped us purchase, uh, what the hill went down there, sort of check things out about Lazarus and everything he'd done. When he came back, he showed me a picture of him. I said, that is a gorgeous horse. He looks like a thoroughbred. And so we, um, we studied it and agreed on a price. So we bought Lazarus and we said, we might as well bring him back up. We want to make him a, uh, a shuttle stallion where he breeds in both hemispheres. And uh, so we just thought that he would be our next stallion, and he's a great horse and uh, won $3.8 million down there, so we'd see what he could do up here. Now, he's been warming up fantastically. We've watched him kind of on the racetrack uh, warming up. This is his first pair mutual start, but how much did you guys learn from that qualifier at the Meadowlands? 
Well, you know, I'm not any expert at standard bread racing, so uh, I know it settled my nerves some just to see him uh, win up here and uh, the three-year-old Colt lather up. I know everybody likes that horse and thinks he's probably the best three-year-old pacer. And the way he did it, uh, pace in the last quarter in 25-3, and three, so that was uh, that was a big star in his cap. And then I had a lot of people calling me, including my friend Steve Stewart, saying, hey, he's for real. That showed it right there. So hopefully we can see another performance like that tonight. Now, race number nine, getting ready to go off here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It is the invitational pace. We Again, we're going to skip over and continue with Duncan Taylor, the uh, part owner of Lazarus. Now, Lazarus is getting a ton of play in the thoroughbred industry as well as the harness industry. Um, what got you interested to get back in the harness racing game, and how is it different than kind of picking out your thoroughbred prospects? So it's um, it's it's very similar to pick, picking out the prospects. I mean, you're going off the race record, and you're going off the confirmation, and you're going off the pedigree. And uh, I'm a um, I'm a Roman Catholic, so the name Lazarus uh, drew me to the horse because Christ raised Lazarus from the dead, and his uh, his uh, broodmare sire is Christian Cullen, and the mare is Bethany, and right outside of Bethany is where Christ ascended into heaven. So I thought if, if I'm going to take a chance, this is going to be the one because not only is he a great horse, he's got the right name. All right, Duncan. Well, listen, good luck to you here tonight. I know you guys have a very busy season with Lazarus. Has any thought been given to after this year is it, are you guys just focusing on this year and going to make a decision about whether he races next year after he's completed yeah i think we're pretty much unless something uh out of the ordinary came up we're, we're pretty much planning on retiring him after this year and starting to breeding but uh you know i won't close the door on anything all right duncan listen thanks so much for stopping by our table and good luck tonight we appreciate it thank you all right, Mike, uh, Duncan Taylor stopping by our table here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And, Jessica, uh, some very interesting details there. But the one big thing that we learned from that interview is uh, the, the, what, he, what the plan is at the end of the year. Yeah, it would be nice to see him racing the next year, but I understand what they want to do by retiring him and turning into into a stud. So it will definitely be interesting as to um, what they choose to do after this year. Jessica's got her eyes on this race uh, as number eight risk and from overseas is uh, coming up on the outside I, and is going to get oh up in the shadow of the wire. Is lady. this a horse okay. that you picked I, up? No, no, I didn't even pick this horse because he just had one qualifier here. But did you see how amazing Jet Airway? He was parked to the quarter in uh, whatever it was. I don't know, but he was parked to the quarter, shut out of a hole, and then looked like he was done around the last turn because that's when Trace flipped to go around him and just fought them off in the last, obviously, last few steps of the wire, and I was very impressed with that race from him. Mike, uh, in some interesting conversation from Duncan Taylor as he talks about uh, what is sort of expected out of Lazarus, but kind of an interesting thing here as the plan at this point is going to be uh, to retire him at the end of the year. Well, you know, that's really not a surprise, but I mean, I think that's something that we certainly have to keep an eye on as time goes forward. You know, what would be interesting to see if Lazarus pans out, I mean, from a racing point of view, as well as a breeding point of view, is is this something that we're going to see Taylor may get more involved in the harness game? Obviously, they have harness roots, but predominantly they're thoroughbred people. 
um, is, you know, hey, is the harness racing game something that they're going to continue? And by the way, guys, I was going to talk a little bit about risk, the first-time starter. These first-time <laughs> starters, you know, uh, hold on, let me see the photo here. Yeah, the first-time starters. Yeah, you're right. The risk end is the winner. <laughs> yeah, well, the first-time starters from overseas have been doing very, very good. And uh, we've had Donald Tom Pollock on the program before. We've had Jeff Collifer on the show before. And by the way, since we've been on the air, Mike, Sam Widger has won three in a row. He's got a natural hat trick. He's owning the place right now. You know, it's interesting, Jessica, that Sam Widger's won three straight since we come on the show. Maybe that'll give him a chance in the damn patch later on. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and Jeff Culver now has three wins on the card as well. All right. Well, Jeff Culifer is uh, going to be in the winter circle here in a moment. Taylor Johnson's actually going to try to get an interview with him as we talk about risk. The winner of race number nine here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, eight to one over three to one over nine to one over four to five. So some nice payoffs uh, potentially coming here, uh, Mike. It's going to be uh, so, some interesting payoffs as the uh, race just went official. Yeah, make sure Taylor gets this interview because it's going to be interesting to see how this horse is. I mean, this horse has made $148,000 overseas, but only had six starts, no wins as a six-year-old overseas. And at eight starts, it was pretty much a lightly raced horse. But I'll tell you what, came to play tonight. Great effort for number eight, Risk, who just uh, came and uh, beat a very, very good field in the Greg Haston Memorial. Of course, uh, Greg Haston is a guy, kind of, of a guy that I grew up in, a horseman that I grew up on you know, in the Chicago and Indiana area. But uh, nonetheless, congratulations to Risk, who got the job done. Uh, five Jet Airway finished second of a six uncompromising. ZTAM finished third. Nine Endeavor, guys, is a heavy four to five favorite, did not make the board. We do have the prices. 18.40 for the win on Risk. Sam Widger, a natural hat trick. You're exact at $84.40. Your 10 cent super effect is $78.77. Winning pick three. $728.20. Mike Carter, Jessica Otten. This is a Sam Widger pick three that pays $728 and change. Your trifecta, $583. 50 cent trifecta, $145.75. And the super for $2, $1,575.40. Good prices all around. Sam Widger, the natural hat trick. Risk making his North American debut a winning one, guys. All right. Well, we're going to go to the winner's circle. Standing by with winning a trainer, Jeff Culifer, is Taylor Johnston. Well, uh, we thought we had Taylor there for a second, Mike. Uh, we're, we're, let's take a very short time out, 30 seconds, and uh, when we come back, Taylor Johnston will have Jeff Culifer. We'll be back in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by America. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. 
Back on this edition of we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Jess Gotten and Mike Bozich, and standing by in the winner circle right now with winning trainer Jeff Culifer is Taylor Johnston. Taylor. All right, guys, I am here in the winner circle with winning trainer Jeff Culifer, and I actually have a special guest, the winning driver Sam Widger as well. Sam, I know you have to get in for the next race. Can you walk me through that race uh, with Riss? You went 148 and two. That's a big mile here. How did it feel sitting behind him? Uh, that little horse is fast. He 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 felt really good qualifying. I wasn't sure how fast he could go, but he uh, he did it pretty handy in the qualifier. And he's a good little horse. He does what I ask him to do, and uh, just let him do his work, and he done it. Are you excited to keep driving him the rest of this year? Uh, as he moves forward and improves a little bit more? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Well, I'll let you go back to the paddock so you don't miss your race. Uh, thank you, and congrats again. Thank you. Very Welcome. Nice and now I have Jeff Culifer here, the winning trainer. So he did come uh, over from Australia. He looked great tonight, qualified in 151, went 148-2. Can you tell me, was that what you were expecting? Well, uh, we really didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, qualified him the other day. Didn't know what he was going to do in the qualifier. After Sam came back, still plugs in. He said, I think it's the fastest horse ever driven. And he also drives new talent, who is in the damn patch. He said, if they get in together, I'm taking risks. I was pretty confident then. And how did you uh, get risks? What made, what made him stand out to you as a trainer? And what made you want to bring him over to Hoosier? Uh, my partner on him, Tom Pollock, uh, he, he's the one that kind of got on to him. You know, looked him up, and I, yeah, you know, part of the team. It's really my first one, sort of speak, off the boat. And uh, kind of just took our time with him when we got him over here. And really didn't know what I had until tonight. <laughs> now, do you know what's going to be next for him after tonight? Oh, I'm sure just the preferred here. And, you know, we might had a little invitation to go to uh, Harrington for the Bob Quillen. You know, I kind of, my pick of the three that I got, and I think I'm going to take him. Well, I think he's definitely going to stand out this year, especially after tonight in that mile. And you also have a horse in the Dan Patch tonight, correct? Yes, ma'am. And can you tell us a little bit about who you have in and how you're feeling going into tonight's race? It's new talent. New talent. Uh, you know, he's kind of a local preferred horse here. We paid him up. You know, kind of a long shot out of Nine Hole, but. You know, I don't think I'm going to get embarrassed. Well, we will be rooting for you, and I will let you get back over to the pack. I'm sure you're super busy tonight. But thanks again for interviewing with us, and good luck tonight. Thank you. Welcome. And back to you guys. Thank you, Taylor. And Risk, a big winner just gotten in the race number nine. And could this potentially be a little bit of foreshadowing leading up to Lazarus, making his first pair mutual start? here in America. Well, you never know, honestly, with the way the track is playing out. I mean, he also had the outside post. Lazarus has the outside post. There's a lot of uh, early speed up front, so we'll have to see how the race pans out for him. All right, race number 10 kicks off the pick five sequence. We're not going to have a ton of time to go over it, but Jessica, in the pick five, uh, we obviously have talked about a lot of combinations, so to speak, between the two of us. But the one race I kind of want to talk about, and we're going to dive into the 11th race, obviously, who, if you had to pick somebody to upset Lazarus in race number 11, 
who do you think it would be? I think it would be McWicket, honestly. You know, he was here last year for the Dan patch and just didn't really have the luck. I think he bled a little bit, but he has been ultra sharp all year long. You see nothing but wins in seconds and fast last quarters, fast fractions. Um, he's just been racing phenomenal. I then went to all bets off. He did not have that much luck last week. He had to pull early, and he's not really an extended distance horse, um, but he knows Hoosier Park. Matt Kakeley gets along with this horse phenomenally. I just think if the race pans out in his race, in his favor, he will be close to up top as well. You know, it's funny you say that because I picked all bets off the last uh, couple of weeks. I picked him on Meadowlands Pace Night, and he got into a ton of traffic trouble turning for yeah. home, and he had a lot of horse, and Matt was kind of, his hand was kind of forced last week uh, in the Sam McKee Memorial. I think mm-hmm. tonight is the night uh, without that extra eighth of a mile. Yeah, I agree as well, and there's not 12 horses in the race, so you don't have the two trailers as well. I mean, he had he had to pull. I, I, I get that. Just, <laughs> he had to pull, and when he went, he went fast, and I think that just kind of tired the old salty horse out a little bit. <laughs> All right, we're here now uh, with Mike Tanner from the United States Trotting Association. And, Mike, uh, listen, a big crowd here tonight. And, uh, listen, the paddock, uh, they're using the front paddock here at Hoosier Park. Uh, what a what a nice night it's been. Yeah, I, I love when they use the front paddock. Those tracks that, that have them and, and use them, it's, it uh, enables everybody to get up close to the horses. And I, I can't think that there, are any, there, there can't be anybody here that doesn't want to see Lazarus and McWicked and, and, and the rest of the Dan Patchfield. Now, obviously, uh, having Lazarus over here is a big deal, but having him compete at the top level right off the bat is uh, kind of impressive in its own right, uh, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it comes over with a huge reputation, what, 25 to 35 or 30 for 35, whatever it is, over in New Zealand. And um, and then to qualify the way that he did, you know, in 48 and change and, and finish in front of a horse like Lather Up and you're trained by Tactor and you got Yannick in the bike. And I, I don't think that anticipation could be much higher for the source. Now, obviously, uh, the 11th race is wide open, and uh, uh, my buddy Mike Bozich wants me to ask you before we get into the 11th race, Mike Bozich wants to know uh, what's going on at the USTA, uh, anything uh, news, anything positive-wise we want to talk about? <laughs> uh, no, no, there's, there, there are a whole bunch of things, uh, obviously. Um, we're, we're close to naming the board for the Standard Red Transition Alliance, which is the entity that we announced in, in March as a way to raise funds uh, that will be uh, earmarked for aftercare. Uh, we've been working to uh, obtain 501c3 status. That's almost done. Um, we've sent out board invitations to about a dozen individuals. We've gotten positive responses, I think, from eight or nine so far. So, uh, so that's pretty big. Um, and we've been very active in Washington, D.C. Um, uh, the federal legislation we don't feel is good for, for harness racing. So I've been there pretty much every month since, uh, since April. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not that we are uh, against a better way to do things, um, but we fear that, that this bill just has things in it that would be detrimental to harness racing. It would take Lasix off the table, would provide an unfunded mandate. Uh, to the government that uh, would be passed down to the horsemen. Um, I could go on and on, but I don't think anybody really wants to hear about legislative and lobbying issues. Well, Mike, listen, the 11th race coming up uh, here in just a little bit, obviously a wide open affair. Do you think this is kind of Lazarus's race to win or lose, or is this kind of a race where anybody, it's anybody's shot at this point? I'll answer that in two ways. I, I'm absolutely rooting for Lazarus. I, I want him to be everything they say he is, and I want people to get excited about him. 
Um, if I'm going to the windows, I'm not using him um, because I think he's going to be so heavily bet that there's not a whole lot of value. And I don't think um, that McWicked necessarily is, is – if, if Lazarus doesn't fire, McWicked doesn't have to win, although he's the most likely winner after that. It's, it's a deep field, three or four horses there that I think I can make a case for. So um, my heart's root for Lazarus. Um, I'm probably not going to the windows, but if I, if I were, uh, I would probably be constructing tickets that did not have Lazarus in the first two spots. Now let me ask you this. Is it kind of one of those moments like the Triple Crown, so to speak, the thoroughbred Triple Crown, where you're rooting for it, but you're probably going to bet against it? If I were going to the windows, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't not root for this right, no, horse. You know, and, and that's not to slight any of the other, other entrants and, and their connections. It's just, I, I think there's a, there's an air of mystery about this horse and we all want to be witness to the next big thing. And uh, the story with this horse is great. And, and the fact that TaylorMade's involved in it, I, I think is terrific. Um, so go Lazarus. But, um, <laughs> but if I were, if I were seriously betting here, I'd, I'd be trying to avoid him because I think he'll be, a, he'll, he'll be an overlay or an Excuse me. Well, listen, when he if he wins, if he happens to win tonight, he will get an automatic bid into the Hoosier Pacing Derby right here at Hoosier Park next month. So it'll be interesting to see. He'll go up to Canada for the Canadian Pacing Derby. He'll come back, uh, take maybe take a couple of weeks off, and then come right back here to Hoosier Park. Well, listen, Mike, uh, thanks so much for sitting down with us for a few minutes. Uh, we always appreciate your time. Uh, a thrill to be here with you and, and Jessica and, uh, and Mike, and thanks again. All right, Mike Tanner from the United States Trotting Association. And, Mike, you know, it, it, he brought up some good points about the 11th race, the Dan Patch Stakes. Obviously, uh, Lazarus is a horse that I think we are all in our hearts rooting for, but is a uh, potential or probably going to be a bet against for uh, most people. Well, certainly. I mean, if you're looking at a wagering point of view, you're trying to beat the favorite. But, guys, we just got some major breaking news from Taylor Johnston's interview and i don't know if you guys caught it or not because mike i know you're doing about 10 different things but risk the horse that just won the last race the greg haston memorial winning his north america debut may be making a start in the bobby quillian at harrington and that is big news because that is a race that foiled again is one that is a race some very very good horses have won and risk could be a part of that so if that's indeed the case hats off to trainer Jeff Colifer and risk. That's a big, big deal. Maybe headed to the Bobby Quillian Invitational at Harrington, a very, very good race coming up. All right, race number 10 is up next. And, uh, Jessica, talk to us a little bit about a couple of the contenders that uh, you had on top here. Uh, obviously, a 8-5 uh, to five on the 6, but a pretty wide-open board behind that one. Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty wide-open betting board. Um, I went to the 8, uh, feeling like a winner, 27-3 um, at the end of it. Pacing him on 149-3, which is the last, is the fastest last race on the program. Post-8 does discourage me a little bit, but um, the connections are back at it again. Mike Boosting, obviously, did a, a well a, a a well job with him last two starts and it's just probably the sharpest horse in the race although there are a few other ones like Mac Hanover for the paint Odie barn um Jordan Stratton gets the call this week he was morning line nine to one in his mouth 32 to one my goodness but then his third <laughs> last week kind of looked like he come up flat a little bit still come home at 27 and 4 51 and 1 um Band of Bear the six who is the favorite I mean it's really honestly well, a wide-open affair, well, other than the favorite. Well, listen, throw out the eight-horse, because that was my top selection, too. So now that we agree, uh, maybe uh, we might have some problems here. Um, I think I picked five out of each race so that I couldn't <laughs> lose, so I'm not throwing out anything. All right, they're going to the gate for tonight's 10th race. It is the Iron Horse Final for a purse of eight thousand dollars eight to five of the six. Bander Bear is a head towards the start for race number 10. 
And they're off and uh, pacing from the center. A perfect virgin gets the first call. Sporty Red hot at the inside. Shows some early contentious speed. Mr. Varsity got away in third. On the outside, parked and pressing. Legal spike for Ricky McCumber Jr. Then at the inside is Lil Stevie Wonder, who gets away in fifth. Sixth towards the inside is... Mr. Varsity that at the inside as they head around the turn is neat. Inside next is a strong play in King. Bender Bear is parked and pressing on the outside. Two back now to Mack and over and feeling like a winner. Jessica and I's top selection is last and trailing. No surprise there as they race up the backstretch. 40 red hot. And Yannick Jingra make the front on the outside. Here comes Legal Spike and Ricky McCumber Jr. now second and going right on for the lead. On the outside parked out is little Stevie Wonder. That at the inside next is a perfect virgin in fourth. Fifth to the outside is neat. Then at the inside, as they head around the uh, turn, is Mr. Varsity. They head to the uh, three-quarter station in its legal spike with the lead. Off an opening quarter of 26 and three. The half was up in 50, a five and one. Onto the three-quarter mile marker they go. Lil Stevie Wonder at 32 to one is a neck to on the outside meet riding that second over cover that at the inside is legal spike heads are turned for home and on the outside, Lil Stevie Wonder strikes the front. Sporty Red Hot trying to come up the inside. Need is free and driving on the outside. So, too, is Bander Bear. 16th of a mile left to go. Neat with the lead from in between horses. Lil Stevie Wonder trying to find somewhere to go. Is strong play in King. On the outside is Bander Bear. Bander Bear trying to get to Neat. Then up the inside, Sporty Red Hot down to the finish. It is close. Very tight. I think Neat might have shocked the field, Mike Bozich. I think he did, too. And you want to know something really funny about that horse? I took care of him for Pete Wren here in the beginning of the year, and we called him Neat the Cheat because he literally hated passing horses. If he was not on the front end, he would not pass a horse. He passed a horse tonight. He oh passed my God. about 10 he of them. He literally just raced amazing. He was 28-1. Mike, a horse that's never passed a horse in his life just passed about 30 horses in the stretch. I mean, Unbelievable. I'm not saying he's never passed a horse, but I, if he was not on the front or near the whole front, like sitting in the two hole, he would not pass a horse. I'm in shock. Let, well, let me set the stage for everybody. We go Facebook back and back because I'm in the studios. Mike Carter and Jess Cotton are on site. Okay, so... I, when Mike Carter made the nice little nifty little comment at the half about, oh, Jess Scott and my choice is in the back. Okay, so I texted him, ha, 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 ha. And during the race, he reads it. <laughs> I was, what are you doing? I was, listen, you I'm just making sure that we walk the air. a race call. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm multifaceted, okay? Man, does this guy's – I'll tell you what, that's very talented. And you know what? If you listen to that race call back, nobody could even tell that you did that. But 28-1 to on Neat. Mike, a fantastic race call as we had a thrilling finish there. And the Brett Miller, guys, has been driving red hot as of late. I mean, he has won a lot of races over this past week and a half at Aris Philadelphia. And here he pulls off the upset with Neat. Trained by Ross Leonard. This was that second start off that scratch. Had a really tough trip last time. I mean, was parked out to a 53 half, guys, and still was able to manage to get a check. That's a really good effort. And if you look back, even at the end of June, this horse was popular in the claiming box. I know it's after the race, but it kind of figures, don't it? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely uh, something that could figure now that we're uh, after the race. We'll get back to this race here in just a moment as it went official, but standing by in the paddock with uh, the trainer of McWicked, Casey Coleman, Taylor Johnston is standing by. Taylor, take it away. All right. I am standing here with trainer Casey Coleman as she is the trainer of uh, McWicked. You guys are coming down from Canada. Uh, you guys have raced down here last year for the Breeders' Crown. Does he seem to like this track? Yeah, he raced here twice last year. I think it was uh, this race he was in and the Breeders' Crown he was in. And he raced great in the Breeders' Crown, finished a strong close in second um, in the final. And uh, the Dan Patch, he didn't have that much luck. He was fourth, but we were, we had to race him in a bar steel shoe that day because he had a quarter crack he was fighting. So he likes it here. And he's coming off the mile track at the Meadowlands uh, a few weeks ago, or last week it looks like, and now he's coming back to the seven states. Does he like the seven states track more than the mile? Yeah, well, I'd say he, he's good on any size track, really. It really doesn't matter to him. Uh, saying that he, two starts ago, he was at Mohawk, which is a seven eights, and he come home 25 flat and win there pretty impressively. So he, he's very good on any size track. But yeah, seven eight suits him. And he does come in the last quarter home pretty quickly. Do you think that's what he's going to try to do tonight? Yeah, it's funny with him because as a three-year-old, anybody that watched him, he raced on the front most of his career, and uh, he, he can leave the gate good, and he's very good on the front. But for whatever reason, Brian's been deciding to race him from off the pace, which is paying off. He's racing very good. I don't know what he's going to do tonight. I, I don't give Brian instructions. He's Brian Sears, and he knows he knows how to map out the plan better than I do. Do you think he's going to drive him a little conservatively? I, I really don't know. I kind of think he might slow out, a, slow out a little bit, but I'm assuming he wants to get himself so he can get kind of second over cover if he can. But uh, I, I leave that totally in his hands. I got the horse as ready as I can get him, and Brian's got to work me out the magic trip. So you got a lot of trust in him, huh? Yeah, he's, like I say, he's Brian Sears. That's all you got to say. He knows what he's doing. Perfect. And then if he does win tonight or even comes in second and gets a good check, this will bring him over the $3 million mark here in the U.S. Yeah, very exciting. He's over three million in Canadian dollars for us. Um, but if yeah, if he gets a good piece of it, he'll go over three million US. I've had a lot of nice horses, but I've never had a three million dollar horse. So yeah, very exciting. That'll be a big milestone for you, huh? Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us, and good luck tonight. Thank you. All right, back to you guys. Thanks, Taylor. We're going to send it to a quick timeout. When we come back, we will look further into race number eleven, which is the Dan Patch Stakes, and there is twenty-one minutes to post. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision right on the outside, Pit Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again, and Pit Rock together, run. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. 
HoosierPark.com for more information. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Freaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. We are back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich is back in the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios. Big bombs in race number 10, which does start the pick five at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It goes to Brett Miller, upsetter, neat, who returns 59-20 to win, 10-40 to place, 5-80 to show. Number six, Banda Bear, not to be confused with Mike Carter's Build a bear, three eighty-three dollars. Number one, sporty red huff finished third at three twenty. Exacto returns two hundred fifty-seven dollars for a two-dollar wager. That's a three-six combination. Fifty-cent trifecta, three hundred sixty-six dollars twenty cents. And the ten cent superfecta returns three hundred ninety dollars and sixty cents. And before we uh, go on and send it back to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, we are going to announce the winners of our Foiled again, autographed program live at Harris, Philadelphia. This is the live Harris, Philadelphia program from when Foiled again got his 100th win, achieved that milestone, and it's signed by Yannick Shingroff. We picked one from Facebook and one from Twitter. The Twitter name is Tony Beltrami, the judge. Tony Beltrami. That's what they told me to call him. So, Tony Beltrami, you are the Twitter winner of that live program autographed by Yannick Shingra. Make sure you get a hold of us before the show goes off the air, like within the next half hour, 45 minutes, do whatever you got to do to get a hold of us. Send us a message on Twitter or do whatever you got to do. And for Facebook, Tammy King, Tammy King, you have won an autographed foiled again program. It's autographed by Yannick Shingra and it's from the 100th win at Harris, Philadelphia, so it's a collector's item, and make sure you get a hold of us, either through our website, Facebook Messenger, Twitter Messenger, whatever kind of messenger, make sure you get a hold of us. Once again, congratulations, Tammy King and Tony Beltrami. We're going to send it back to our crew at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, joined by Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnston. Guys, take it away. All right, we're back here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino. It's time for the Dan Patch Stakes presented by Miller Lite. And Jessica, this has been a scene that we have kind of enjoyed seeing uh, over the past couple of seasons here as the driver's bikes are brought over to the front paddock as we get ready for the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes. Yeah, I love that they use the front paddock here. It gives the fans a chance to all kind of interact with them and you kind of see, they kind of see what goes on a little bit, you know, because when you get the random fans out here, sometimes they don't even know what goes on behind the scenes. And I think that's a huge thing that they need to uh, see. All right. The board is lit up here at Hoosier Park. Two to five currently on Lazarus. Five to two on the six, McWicked. Are you surprised by that at all? Did you think that Lazarus would be maybe a bigger favorite than that? Um, Not necessarily. I mean, if people are looking at it as um, Mike Tanner was, uh, he is going to be under over – 
well, under bet. Under be over bet. bet. No, yeah. no, over bet. He's over, gonna be, yeah. yeah, he's going to be over bet just because of how impressive his qualifier was. So it's going to make the rest of the betting board long. Obviously, McWicket has been phenomenal all year long, so he was going to be a favorite as well. I'm not surprised, but I am. You know, a horse that I am kind of uh, surprised at his price at this point is number five, Bit of a Legend. The one thing about Bit of a Legend, though, that I don't think a lot of people really truly understand is that this is only his second start on a big track in a very long time. He's a half-miler, 5'8 specialist. This could be a uh, good thing or a bad thing for him. Yeah, I was talking to a few people yesterday, and they said that they really liked him. And the only thing that stuck in my head was... Um, London, Ontario. He loves the half mile, loves the half mile, loves the half mile. So it will be interesting to see him transform into the big track. Looking at the rest of the board, all bets off currently at 19 to 1. This is my top selection in the Dan Apache stakes. I think that um, number seven, all bets off, is the play. Here come the drivers over from the back paddock. We see Yannick Jingra, Ricky McCumber, Jordan Stratton, and I believe that's Trace Tietrich. Yeah, yeah. Jessica? Yeah, it is. Um, so Taylor Johnson will be standing by with a driver or two here in just a few minutes. We are 15 minutes away from the 2018 Dan Patch Stake. Looking at the betting board, Jessica, are you surprised at any prices, or do you think that uh, this is playing about how we thought it was going to? Um, just because Beckham Zetam is a home horse here at Hoosier Park, I didn't think he'd be 24 to one. I thought maybe he'd be um, in the teens a little bit. I'm not surprised that he's 20, now 23 to one. <laughs> I just kind of thought maybe he would be in the teens just because he is a Hoosier Park horse and there are so many home brands here. Mike, looking at this race, uh, obviously one to two now on number nine, Lazarus, as the crowd begins to build alongside the rail here right in front of us. Uh, Listen, I don't think we're going to be able to see the horses walk from the front paddock up because everybody is trying to get a glimpse of world champion Lazarus. Well, let's have a question for you. First of all, this is something that uh, I know there's a threat of rain in the uh, Anderson, Indiana area. I have to ask you guys, how is the weather currently right now as we close it on post time? The weather is actually um, holding up very nicely. It's not hot at all, really. On the bugs, though, are starting to drive me crazy. <laughs> it's humid, Mike. Uh, that's for sure. Um, it oh. is humid out. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not expecting any crazy world record times, but uh, the weather could first certainly play a role in that uh, here this evening. Mike Carter, great minds think alike, because this is exactly what I was thinking. Now, I'm just perusing ustrotting.com, taking a look and see if we could find the world record on a seven-eighths uh, mile track, and they don't have it. They have pacing on half-mile tracks, pacing on five-eighths mile tracks, on mile tracks, and on greater than a one-mile track. And obviously, that's getting back to your neck of the woods, like Colonial Downs or something, but... <laughs> but uh, Nonetheless, this is something that we have to look out for. Uh, Mike, be mindful of your track record here because this certainly can happen here tonight. Um, Yeah, I mean, Lazarus is starting out from post position number nine. From a rooting point of view, like, you know, Mike Tanner said, I think that, uh, you know, everybody's kind of rooting for Lazarus. It's good for harness racing. From a wagering point of view, I don't think you're touching him with a ten foot pole. You're going from area you're going to areas like Split the House, who is always capable of winning, got shuffled back last time in the Great Northeast series. You're looking at McWicked, who obviously is I mean, if Lazarus is not in the race, McWicked is the easy three or four to five favorite. And Mike Carter, I hate to give you credit. You've been <laughs> scouting this one out. You've been watching this guy for quite a while, for the last couple of weeks at least. 
all bets off, he is sitting on a big effort. There's no question about it. Within the next month or so, he's going to hit the winner's circle. Is tonight the night, and are the odds good enough to make a wager on all bets off? I mean, this is a horse that is up one over $3 million. He is no slouch, and he's sitting on a big effort. Matt Kaley drives tonight. I think he is absolutely worth a wager. Yeah, I completely agree with you. We'll get back to that here in just a moment. Standing by in the back paddock with driver Yannick Jingra is Taylor Johnston. And uh, Taylor, I'm looking forward to this interview as we discuss champion Lazarus. Taylor? All right. I am here in the uh, front paddock with driver Yannick Jingra. Um, you are driving the favorite tonight, Lazarus, coming off a huge qualifier. All right, I think we... Uh, Are you getting a little nervous? Can I go? Yeah, that's fine. Jump in a quick uh, photo right now, so just give him a second. He'll be right back with us. Hey, hey, Taylor, do me a favor. Scoot closer to our table, uh, if you can hear me. Uh, scoot just a hair closer to our table, because um, you cut out there for just a minute. But uh, we're going to send it back to uh, Taylor, who's in the front paddock with Yannick Jingra. Yeah, I got Yannick back here with us. So are you feeling any bit nervous going into this night? Are you, I know you've been in so many big races, and this is probably just another night, another drive for you, but you're coming off with a new horse. that You've only qualified once. How are you feeling? I mean, there's no, no doubt it's excitement. You know, I mean, if you're not excited for the races like this, then uh, you're in the wrong wrong business, you know. But uh, I think people are expecting a lot out of this horse tonight. I think us, the, tra- the owner, the trainer, and myself, you know, we just want a good start for him. You know, I mean, obviously, we want to win every race, and it's important to win. But uh, and as long as he, he puts a good showing, I think uh, our, our part of it, our, our, no, our people are going to be happy. And I watched a little bit of his races down in New Zealand just to get a little caught up. And he does well on the outside. He has a lot of... Um, what's it called uh, a lot of can take a lot of air out on the outside and come home out in the middle of the track. Is that kind of what your strategy is going to be? Well, I'm going to try to make it a little easier, try not to be three deep or something like that, but it's different racing there. You can't compare the two, the two things that there, they, they get a strategy, you know, being on the outside, the, uh, Mark was able to control the pace in a lot of the races and that's the reason he was doing it. Believe me, if uh, he's a smart driver and a great horseman and uh, see if, uh, if his place to be would have been on the front, that's where he would have been. Perfect. Well, we are all rooting for you here at Hoosier Park tonight, as you are with the favorite. So good luck. Thank you very much. And that was uh, with driver Yannick Jingrop. And back to you guys. Thank you, Taylor. And uh, listen, we are nine minutes away from the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes. Let's pause 30 seconds for station identification. This is the Bet America Radio Network. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike Jessica and here alongside Mike Carter and we are only eight minutes away from the 2018 Dan Patch Stake Race. Um, kind of taking a look at the program here. Um, I'm going to just go to the one really fast just because I was talking to Peter Wren in the barn earlier this week and he said, are you taking quotes for the show? And I said, sure, why not? So he said, with the rail, he expects some respect. 
expect with the Delta winner, the one who is 31 to 1 right now going into the post parade. As the uh, singing begins here for the Dan Patch Stakes, they are coming onto the uh, racetrack. The blankets are coming off. It is a, a field of nine for the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes, a purse of $325,000, a $20,000 guaranteed super effective pool. Mike, you could hear a pin drop here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino right now. Well, let me tell you something, guys. Jessica Otten just mentioned something very, very, that I am very familiar with. Pete Wren, when he gets an opportunity like this with Delta Winter and he's got the pole position, he don't play. He's going to make some horses work in position here. Delta Winter's got a lot of, a lot of speed. He's a very classy horse. He's a million-dollar pacer, and I'll tell you what, don't underestimate Pete Wren for the pylon spot, guys. Pete, don't play. He's a pro. All right. Here is the All-Star Buglers as they perform, getting ready to lead the horses on the racetrack. Pacers on the racetrack for the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes live from Hoosier Park Racing and Casino presented by Miller Lite. First one we're going to talk about is the one Delta winner trained by Mark Silva. Peter Wren is in the sulky 8-1 morning line, 33-1. Currently is coming off a fourth place effort in the Sam McKee Memorial. Delta winner, uh, like you said, Peter Wren is expecting some respect off the rail. And then we will take a look at number two, Beckham Z. Tim out of the Jamie McCumber barn for Ricky McCumber. Morning line odds of 20 to 1 um, is right now 27 to 1, coming off of a very, very, very impressive here um, win at Hoosier Park last start in the Invitational. 27 and 1 at the end of it for the mile and 149. And he was your former three year old Breeders' Crown champion here at Hoosier Park. I think this horse is getting under or overlooked in the program just because he is very familiar with the racetrack number three split the house the chris oaks trained crawford farm zone brett miller just won at big odds jessica 25 to 1 i would not put it past split the house to win this race uh, as a horse that likes to kind of come off the pace has not been racing in the stakes races since the franklin consolation which he won at pocono downs and then we'll take a look at the four rock and ron out of the ron burke barn trace tietrick opted to drive this horse instead of split the house Morning line on the 10 to 1. He is formerly right now 21 to 1. Honestly, last week I didn't think he raced horrible. I think he just really kind of got out sprinted in the Sam McKee Memorial at the Meadowlands. Number five is Bit of a Legend. This is a horse that people think has a legitimate shot at taking a crack at Lazarus. Bit of a Legend is coming off a victory in op- against Open Handicap Company after finishing second in the Joe Garrity Memorial to Je- Jennifer Bongiorno train. Evening a pleasure. Bit of a Legend uh, it came over from overseas and really took the world by storm. It's going to be interesting to see what happens as Lazarus gets ready to walk by this crowd here at Hoosier Park. And the place is uh, about to erupt as number nine, Lazarus, crosses over in front of the grandstand. Next, we take a look at number six, Mick Wicked, for the Casey Coleman Barn Brian Sears aboard. Morning line odds of two to one and is right now five to two, coming off of a second place finish at the Meadowlands in the Sam McKee Memorial. Again, another horse that kind of just got out, out sprinted. Western Joe just got a really good trip. Um, when I talked to Scotty Z after the race, uh, he was very impressed with him as well. Mick Wicked is my pick for the race. I think he has a good shot. Post six is um, very good. He can leave out of there. He can duck down in there to get a trip. 
Number seven is all bets off. This is Jessica and I selection uh, at 29 to one. I think all bets off is a major value play here. He's coming off two races where he raced at a mile and an eighth in the San McKee Memorial and the William Houghton Memorial comes back to a mile distance. Post seven is the only concern. And not to be looked at number eight, new talent out of the Jeff Culifer barn for Sam Winters. Sam had, has had three um, wins on the night so far tonight. He was morning line odds of 20 to one. He right now is the longest shot on the board of 67 to one. New talent is just a home horse here at Hoosier Park racing in the invitations and opens. Number nine is the champ, Lazarus. Lazarus currently at one to five for trainer Jimmy Tactor. Yannick Jingra has the drive for the six-year-old, the black horse by Better's Delight. It's owned by the Taylor Made Stallions of Kentucky. It was bred in New Zealand by Chin and Stud Home Bloodstock Limited. That's your field for the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes. We're going to go postward here probably in about six minutes as we go around the horn with our uh, commentators here. Jessica Taylor, as we're looking at the 11th race, we're just a couple of minutes away. Final thoughts and your selection, Jessica. Um, like I said, I think Mick Wicked is um, the, not the best bet of the race, but I really do think that drawing inside does help him out against Lazarus. If I was going to go to a long shot on the board, I would also go to the seven all bets off. Like you said, he's been racing in um, longer distance races. I think that will help him here tonight. He loves this racetrack. He gets along with Matt Kaylee very well. Then I would go to the two back in ZTM. Um, again, very, very phenomenal start last Last time out here at Hoosier Park in the invite, 27-1 and one at the end of it, pacing the mile on 149, Jamie and Ricky. This is his second start on Lasix. Maybe that is just really what he needed was the Lasix. Jamie said his blood was off. They did something to um, fix it, so maybe he's back to him old, him old self. Taylor, let's uh, talk to you. Uh, final thoughts and your top selection in the Dan Patch. So going into tonight, I was going to pick the fan favorite, Lazarus, of course, just because... He is for Jimmy Tactor coming in from New Zealand, fan favorite. But after talking to Damian McCumber and talking about Beck and ZTM, just like Jessica said, this is the second time Lasix for him. So maybe that really is what he needed. He has the hometown advantage or the home track advantage here. So I think I'm going to have to change my bet over to Beck and ZTM tonight. All right, Mike, I'm getting ready to shoot this race for the USTA, but I'm going to go with the seven, all bets off. I think all bets off. This is his night. I've been touting this horse for a while, and I keep saying it. One of these days, I'm going to catch him at a price. It's going to be tonight, my friend, a $52 mutual if we can get him home. Mike, that's not a bad thing. 29 to 1, all bets off, and I've been seeing the same thing that you have, which is scary. This horse did a lot of work at the mile and an eighth distance last time with the Sam McKee. Closed very, very, I thought, raced pretty well in the in the uh, William Houghton, finishing fourth against McWicked. Both of those were a mile and an eighth distance. Cutting back here tonight, that could be a big thing. I know it's a big thing in thoroughbreds. Could be a big thing here in Hardest tonight. One final horse that you may want to use on top or you may want to put behind Lazarus is split the house. You never count Chris Oaks out of anything. This horse is as fast and as good as anybody in this race. And I'm telling you right now, Split the House brings his A game. Brett Miller, the master of upsets. You want to keep an eye on number three, Split the House, guys. All right, guys, we are just two minutes away from post time. Uh, Scheduled off time here is 9.50. Mike, I'm going to throw it to you and Jessica to you guys kind of take us into the Dan Patch. I will be back immediately following the race. Uh, Jessica, I'll tell you what, what a fantastic 
fantastic race this is setting up to be. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's a very competitive field. Um, like I've said before, okay. uh, like I said before, it's uh, very competitive, and I think I'm, it honestly could go anyway here. How about you, Mike? Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. Before I go and uh, before I go and uh, shoot this race, I just want you to know, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Twenty to win on all bets off, my friend. All right. Well, if we hear the if we hear the howling like we did last week when Garnett connected on Atlanta, then uh, we know exactly what's going on. But do me a favor. Don't throw the camera. That's a very expensive piece of equipment, and I don't want you to be in debt to the USDA. Mike Tanner will be looking for you. Anyway, Jessica, I do want to ask you this question. Yes. You know, you've been around a lot of horses. You've seen a lot of horses warm up on the racetrack. You've seen a lot of horses back in the paddock, and, uh, you know, you've had a chance to see Lazarus. Uh, both in the paddock and warming up here. From your expert point of view, how does he look on the racetrack? You know, he does look um, very, very, very good on the racetrack. He's a very good-looking horse. I got a chance to go back in the paddock and kind of see all the horses back there, and he's very calm, cool, collective, doesn't do much of anything wrong, just kind of sat there and let us uh, kind of pet on him a little bit. I was a little shocked just because, you know, if I'm coming overseas, I mean, he has been over here for a while, but they don't always um, adapt as well, you know, like, some horses are kind of crazy, and horses that have always been here act a little crazy, but he seemed to be very comfortable in the, in the um, surroundings. All right, a very short time out, and when we come back, it is Dan Patch 25, hashtag Patch 25. you got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Back after this timeout. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winback farm.com You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at betamerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes. Freaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. He's a fire-all. The world is his oyster. Lazarus is going to bring them. The Ainsbury Victoria Cup goes to Lazarus. Lazarus in front, coming at us, and he's a shark, so I try Lazarus, the greatest saint of them all. He's going to hold on. Oh, what a win. He's here. We're 
early speed from Rock and Ron alongside bit of a legend towards the inside split the house. And for the far outside, Lazarus showing his early gate speed tonight as he is engaging early. They charge into the first turn. Beckham, Zetam in tight quarters there. McWicked between horses. All bets off. Light of the outside, New Talents. And sliding through to the inside, Delta winner as they reach the first quarter mile marker, 26-1. and one. So up front and leading the way as they pass the quarter, it's bit of a legend, the Kiwi and Jordan Stratton leading the way, but to the outside, it's Lazarus. And Lazarus powers on by to take the lead for Gingra. Lazarus clears by length and a half. Bit of a legend will follow along in second. Back of the inside, Rock and Ron has been relegated to third. Split the house and Miller right there fourth. Beckham Zetam is next in line, fifth McWicked. To the outside, new talent. He's been out every step of the way thus far. Delta winner moves to eighth, and now the trailer is all bets off. The half was 54-2, and Lazarus leads to the upper turn. The lead here was a length and a half. Bit of a legend is right there to the inside, sticking close in second. And here comes Split the House, Brett Miller, underway with him from third, flushing and grabbing the cover. Beckham, Zetam, and McCumber has him in good striking position. Down to the inside is Rock and Ron. They come to three quarters and 122 and four. Lazarus leads for home with a Dan Patch. Lazarus by a length, length and a half to the outside, split the house, looking for the spoiler to the inside bit of a legend. They've less than a 60 to go. Lazarus leads the way. Split the house still there to the outside. It's inching closer, coming to the wire. It's Lazarus. Lazarus by a length. Lazarus a length and a half. And Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running. Well, there you have it. Lazarus takes the dance hatch in 148-4 and four after being sunk to the quarter there a little bit there, Mike. You know, watching this, and I'm on a little bit of a delay as you guys, but I saw Split the House raced very, very well. Lazarus but oh, was yeah, indeed by Onyx Shingra. 148-4 the final time. Was parked that first quarter, 26-1. and one, Was able to get past and uh, was able to last on that 148-4. Um, a good effort. How much more did Lazarus have in the tank? I don't know. It looked like Shingra was kind of keeping him to task here. But nonetheless, 148-4. Got the job done against some of the best uh, older pacers. In the ground, yeah. on the on the grounds in the country. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just watching this stretch because I want to see how much more Lazarus had like in that final eighth of a mile. Jingra had to work on him. Jingra had to keep him the task. I don't think there was any question about that. Oh, oh yeah, he definitely did. I mean, so the house was coming, and McWicked kind of just ran out of racetrack there a little bit. I think he had too far to come too quick. Um, all that's off on the other hand didn't really get a. Oh, and there's Mike. Mike wants to talk. Hey guys, I'm standing here real quick with Duncan Taylor. I know you got to get to the winner's circle. Talk to us about your feelings right now. Uh, it couldn't be any better. I mean, Yannick, uh, he knows what he's doing. He got him in position around the first turn, then went to the lead and sort of slowed him down and came home in 26. So, uh, beautiful race. And uh, Hoosier Park's been awesome. We appreciate the wonder from down under came through for us, and we feel blessed. Thank, thank God for what we have. Thank Real you. quick, you get an automatic bid to the Hoosier Pacing Derby. Obviously, you got to talk to Jimmy. Do you think we'll see you back here next month? It's a possibility, but Jimmy will decide. All right, Duncan. Thank Congratulations, you. guys. Mike, a very emphatic Duncan Taylor there. Yeah, I'm just going through these fractions, guys. He was parked out to a 6-1 quarter, had the lead to an 8-1 half. 
I'm assuming that Yannick rated that second quarter, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Second quarter's eight, uh, 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 went in 28 and one. The half went in 54 and two. Three quarters went in 122 and two. So he got the third quarter in 28. The final time was 148 and four, which means he got that final quarter in uh, one and two, zero and two, nine and two, seven, 26 and two, right? 26 and two final quarter for the champion, Lazarus, Mike Bozich. What an impressive, impressive performance. He was stung to the opening quarter mark. No doubt about it. But how about split the house? McWicked, they all came right up to him, and he just pounced everybody like they were nothing. It was unbelievable. And now they're going to take Lazarus as he is standing on the racetrack. Look at this crowd walking into the winner's circle here at Hoosier Park Racing Casino. Yeah, it's a, it's a great – I'm watching it on the feed right now. I'm a, probably about 15, 20 seconds behind you guys. But, yeah, I mean, once again, and I want to point out the fractions for everybody. Lazarus was parked out to that 26 and one quarter. Okay. Got the front was able to rate that second quarter. The half went in 54 and two. So he rated it in 28 and one, got the three quarters in 28 and came home in 26 and two held off split the house who was definitely well meant, definitely upset minded here tonight. I have no idea what that exact is paying split. The house is like the fourth favorite right now, or was the fourth favorite. Well, so I, I, yeah, this is, a, this is a great effort by Lazarus. Shingra had to keep him the task. He was not under wraps. Keep that in mind next time you're wagering. He was not under wraps. He was kept the task here tonight. You know, one thing I got to wonder here, he paid $3. There had to be a ton of money elsewhere uh, for him to pay $3. That's uh, actually a pretty good win mutual, if you ask me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, McWicked was wagered at 9-5. to five. I think a lot of people from a wagering point of view – Kind of took Mike Tanner's advice, Mike. I mean, you know, right. you don't really know what to expect. This is your first start here in North America. So, you know, you had to wager with caution. You know, jump in if you're a Harness fan. Wager with caution. And I think that's what a lot of people did. But, listen, if you put Split the House second and Mick Wicked, who raced pretty well to come home to be third, you know, hey, you're doing pretty well wagering-wise right now. I think that was a wise wagering strategy. For sure. Well, we're going to take a very short time out. We're going to pause 30 seconds for station identification. We're also going to hear from our sponsor, Winback Farm. This is the Bet America Radio Network. Winback Farm's yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winback farm.com You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. 
Oh, we're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter, Taylor Johnson, Jess Gotten, and Mike Bozich all standing by. We are going to have winning connection reaction here in just a few minutes. And as the T-shirt toss begins, driver Yannick Jingra and Duncan Taylor, the owner, standing in the winner's circle shooting T-shirts. These are Lazarus T-shirts. Unbelievable. Lazarus T-shirts coming out here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. And um, <laughs> the seed here is absolutely incredible. Driver Yannick Jengra shooting them from the gun. So is Duncan Taylor, the co-owner uh, with the Taylor Made Stallions. Um, also with the Winter Circle, Emily Gaskin, Rick Moore. Um, Taylor Johnston is somewhere in that slew of activity. I actually see her uh, waiting very patiently for an interview and the t-shirt that they uh, tossed out. Let me at least read it. So they uh, says on the back, the wonder from down under Lazarus, but the front of it was signed by not only Yannick Jingra, it looks like uh, Duncan Taylor signed it as well. So some keepsakes on display here at Hoosier park racing and casino. It is official. The winner again paid $3 to 60 to 10. No surprise from the show pool. In race number 11, it was the Dan Patch Stakes presented by Miller Lite. And again, the T-shirt toss ensuing uh, here um, as they show the fourth place photo as number five, Bit of a Legend, gets up over number one, dealt a winner. And what an impressive performance by Lazarus. And we'll talk about the trip here in just a couple of minutes. We're on for another 28 minutes. Uh, We may or may not get to the upcoming 12th race. But we've, we're going to have to talk about this trip by Lazarus as we watch the uh, replay. Lazarus didn't get the greatest of beginnings. He got hung uh, right out in the nine hole. He tried to cross over, but Rock and Ron went to the lead with a bit of a legend. These two duped it out on the front end. And on the outside, of course, Lazarus was trying to get up to the lead. But Jordan Stratton and bit of a legend kind of stung him to the opening quarter mark. And uh, now the replay is gone. So uh, my commentary on the race uh, is gone. But uh, Yannick Jengrai in the winner's circle with Duncan Taylor um, as they discuss the winner here in race number 11. Mike Bozich, are you back with us yet? Okay, Mike, uh, not back with us yet. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, again with Jessica Otten here momentarily. Uh, she went to snap a few photos. Uh, she does a fantastic job um, as our social media person here. Uh, with post time with Mike and Mike. And I've got to brag a little bit on Jessica because this was her first time co-hosting the show. Um, and she has done an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, we've got to, you know, we, we were talking uh, about Jessica and this is her first time at co-hosting post time with Mike and Mike. Jessica, you've done a fantastic job. And uh, we're going to talk about kind of how you prepared for tonight here in just a couple of minutes again the winner here in race number 11 is Lazarus and look at the smile on Yannick Jingra's face uh, I'll tell you what when Duncan Taylor come back by here you know one of he just the, the biggest smile on his face but Jessica he was stung to the opening quarter I was a little bit concerned that he was going to be used a little too hard yeah I kind of thought the same thing too when he was stung there a little bit and honestly no one really moved as fast as I thought they were going to they kind of let him and gave him the respect on the front end that they were supposed to honestly and 
you never know. Maybe if somebody would have ran at him a little fast, a little sooner, faster, he might have not got there because he did have to get after him there a little bit at the wire. I split the house is coming to him. Now, a bit of a legend, raced extremely well. Uh, we have to talk about him. He stung. Excuse me. He's the one who stung Lazarus to the opening quarter. Do you think that Jordan kind of had to take his uh, chances and kind of go to the front and see what happened? Uh, and maybe use his horse a little bit more than he wanted to? Yeah, I think so. Um, when not, Yannick was obviously going to leave out of there. I don't think uh, Jordan wanted to necessarily let him go as easy as he might have needed to, but I think that kind of hurt him a little bit, not taking anything away from the horse. He raced phenomenal. I mean, like we said earlier, he is a half-mile horse, and coming to the big track is a, a giant transition. He's not a big horse at all. He is little. So um, I think he raced phenomenal for what he had to go through. Now, Mike, uh, we were able to sit down with Duncan Taylor uh, before Lazarus's race. We got the first official interview, boys and girls. I, I am very proud of that, uh, to be honest with you. Mike, you've been hustling, buddy. You've done a hell. You've done a hell of a job. Pardon my language, but uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, congratulations to the winning connections. We do have the prices here back at the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, and uh, this is going to be interesting to a lot of people because I think a lot of people were interested in what horses were going to pay behind Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus yeah. won and paid $3. Hey, hey Mike. The house. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, before we go through the prices, can we go through this replay really fast before Taylor gets her interview? Mike, go ahead. Yeah, so, Jessica, let's take a look. As we're watching the uh, replay of race number 11, uh, Split the House and Rock and Ron both left, but three wide on the outside there was a bit of a legend. Lazarus got cut kind of wide around the first turn. I thought for sure at this point that I wasn't really sure what Yannick was going to do. Yeah, me either. Honestly, it kind of looked like he was going to sit in there behind Trace Tiedrich and Rock and Ron. Let's talk about the back of the field. They are three wide, and they were three wide, I think, the whole race. I don't know what was going on there. It kind of looked like Mackie Cayley was going to float on out of there, and there would have been a seat for him. He could have sat behind Trace. He could have sat in front of McWicked, and he was at the back of the pack and kind of just stayed there the whole mile. Now, at this point, uh, they went past the quarter in 26-1, and one, and it looks like Yannick is trying to get a little bit of a breather at this point uh, in front of a bit of a legend. Uh, Rock and Ron sitting third, about four and a half lengths off the lead, and split the house, who came late, at this point of the race is, uh, what, about eight lengths off the lead at a half and 54-2. and two. So Yannick kind of got the breather that he needed. Yeah, I agree 100%. And here they push out uh, Sammy three wide. And honestly, from this point of the race, Beckham ZTM got a second over trip, as he did in the Breeders' Crown final um, here last year. And I thought, wow, is this going to be a repeat? And he just didn't kick off his cover like he, he did in the past. Now, number three, split the house, uh, came right up to Lazarus as they went past the uh, three-quarter pole. And uh, the time there was one twenty-two and four. And split the house looked like he was going to go right on by Lazarus there. But Lazarus uh, was being chased in the stretch by Yannick. And boy, did he respond to the challenge. Yeah, he really did. And if we take a look here at the six, McWicked, he just had too far to come too quickly. I think that maybe he should have flipped wide a little earlier. It's obviously hard, easy to say now after the race and hard, but he had a lot of late pace coming to the wire. Now, Lazarus, as they cross the line in 148 and four, this is a horse that is obviously going to be tough to pass going forward. Oh, I agree 100%. It will be nice. It will be interesting to see as he travels up to the Canadian Pacing Derby next, and it would be awesome to see him back here at the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby next month. Mike, I tell you what, uh, as we were just talking about here, you know, it, it, it's interesting that, um, excuse me, 25 and 20, 25 and 25, what is 25 and, and three, 25 and three for McWicked. Look at how fast Mike that McWicked came home. 25 and three. Unbelievable. 
gaining 12 lengths on the stretch. I told you he wasn't done. He just had too far to come. Yeah. I mean, he gained he gained good, but you know what? You got to be in position. I mean, you know what? Those 25 quarters are good, but you know what? When it only gets you second or third, I mean, how good is it, to be honest with you? But let me ask you guys this. Mike, Mike, Mike let me ask you guys this. I, Mike, I hate to interrupt you, but uh, yep, go ahead. Got an interview. Go ahead. Is, is Taylor Johnston, and Taylor's in the winner's circle with a emphatic Yannick Jengra. Taylor? Yes, guys, I am here in the winner's circle with the one and only Yannick Jingraff after he just won the damn patch here in Hoosier Park, going 148-4 and four with the favorite and the one and only Lazarus. Tell me how you're feeling right now. Oh, it definitely felt great. You know, um, it, there's the, definitely pressure. The horse coming here, and there's all kinds of expectation. Like I said earlier, uh, my expectation and the one rate me as high as everybody else's, but, you know, we met them, so that uh, feels good for sure. Now, you guys went the last quarter in 26-2. and two. Is that kind of your strategy? Are you okay? No, I don't care about speed. I mean, I just want to win the race. Uh, maybe one day if conditions are right and everything is perfect, maybe in Lexington or something, we'll worry about speed. But uh, tonight it was just a matter of winning the race. And I saw going into the last quarter, you hadn't even pulled the plug yet. Was that kind of your show? And when did you decide to pull them? I always wait as long as I have to. You know, it's uh, it's usually in a, an extra hour personal you have in your bag. So uh, I wait as long as I can. Now, does this horse compare to any other horse that you've driven before? Is he anything special, anything different? I mean, he's a great horse, no doubt. You know, I mean, comparing horses, it's definitely very hard. I've driven some great horses, and, he, and he's definitely one of them. But, uh, it, again, it's one race, and we'll let him. I, I'd rather let him do the talking than me do the talking. Now, are you going to uh, follow him kind of around? Where is he going to go next? Is he going to stay out the Meadowlands, or is he going to go down to Lexington, hopefully? Is he going to get time off? He's going to Canada. No, no time off now. He's just getting started. But uh, he's going to go to Canada uh, next, I believe, And uh, but I'll definitely be there. Perfect. Well, congrats again. I know you're excited, and you haven't really had time to yourself. Oh, and he just got a nice Lazarus there, button. Thank you. Perfect. Well, congrats again and good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks. Back to you guys. Mike, uh, what was your question there? Sorry about that, buddy. I can't remember. I was just listening to Yannick. Anyway, I got the uh, question for you guys, and I know that you guys were interested in the race. Mike, you were uh, you were filming the race for the USTA, and yep. Jessica, I know you were concentrating kind of like the fractions and so forth. But let me ask you guys this. There were twenty thousand, nearly twenty-one thousand dollars in the show pool. Now, Mike, let me ask you this trivia question: Out of the twenty-one thousand dollars in the show pool, how much do you think was on Lazarus? Probably. What do you think, Jessica? Nineteen thousand, maybe. How about twelve thousand? That's it. Whoa, that's it. Now he only paid two ten. He only paid two ten to show, but that was out of twenty thousand. There was uh, about thirty-five hundred on McWicked. And there was another $1,000 on Bit of a Legend. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of fun. I thought there'd be much, much more to show on Lazarus. But obviously, a lot of the gamblers thought that there'd be question marks, which there was. Anyway, let's get to the prices real quick, hey, guys. Hey, Mike, I, Mike, I hate to interrupt you one more time for the prices, but we got our man Peter Lurie standing here. Yeah, and, let's do it. Uh, Pete, talk to us a little bit about uh, about the man Lazarus. Uh, he was stung to the first quarter a little bit by Bit of a Legend. And, uh, oh, Jimmy Tactor is uh, on the screen right now Skyping with uh, Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. But uh, talk to us a little bit about Lazarus. He raced extremely well. He was stung to that first quarter. Did you think it might have taken a little bit out of him? I was almost sure it did. But I'll tell you something. When he came off the back stretch, he was absolutely cool as a cucumber. This is an amazing, amazing horse. As I said before, my heart was with Lazarus. My head said it was a lot to overcome. But you know what? I've never been more glad to be wrong in my life. His owners 
tailor-made. We're very quick to say he doesn't have to win. The goal is Breeders' Crown. We want him to make a good showing. If that is, and I'm paraphrasing what a good showing is, you can only imagine what's going to happen over the next couple of races. Now, Peter, talk to us uh, as they came into the stretch. Split the house really came up to him. And, and one thing I was talking to Jessica about is he did not let anybody buy him. That's the one thing about it. He never let a horse go by him. That's impressive in its own right. Yeah, that was huge. And, I mean, again, that is the showing of a true champion. They always say winners are supposed to win. Good horses win when they're supposed to. Great horses win when they weren't supposed to. And, you know, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback it now. But if you sat there and said he'd only been in this country less than three months, he had only had one qualifier since February, and his best races recently had all been at a marathon distance, which we don't do here with any regularity. If you throw all that in, he falls into the category of a great horse, triumph over adversity. At one point, I looked over. We were all screaming our heads off. I looked at him. I looked at the way the horse was looking at the other horse, and they do that. They're not machines. They're animals. He basically, in my mind, said, you are not getting by me. Tough. It's not going to happen. And that's the mark of a true champion. I can't wait to see what he does the rest of the time. Well, hopefully we'll get to see him right back here next month at the Hoosier Pacing Derby. And I'll tell you something. Kudos out to Taylor May. They were realistic about it. They, they made the decision. They supplemented. It was huge. It was a huge performance. And I think they put on quite a show for everybody here. Awesome. Well, Peter, thanks so much for stopping by. And uh, listen, a great night of racing that you guys put on. I always love post time with Mike and Mike. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right, let's get to the prices, uh, Mike. Okay, let's get to the prices. If, if I still have them. All right, here we go. Lazarus <laughs> returned $3 that, to win, 260 to place. 210 to show. I'm putting you guys on mute so you can't you can't interrupt me anymore. Split the house, finish second, 720 to place, 440 to show. Mick Quick at third at 220 to show. The exacta. How about the exacta? Guys. Guys, how about the exacta? You got two of the best free for all pacers in the nation, in the world, in the galaxy. Lazarus and Split the House. And the Exacta's paying $39 for crying out loud. 50 cent try. $26.70. Lime Super, $28.86. Those are all really, really good prices. Lazarus does get the job done. But warning ahead, warning ahead if you're handicapping, this was not an easy win, in my opinion. He was kept the test towards the end in that 48, in that sub 49 mile. Guys? Hey. Mike, I'm uh, here with uh, another part of the uh, TaylorMade uh, group, and they're talking with Ben. And, Ben, this is the first time we got to see Lazarus really put on a show over here. Obviously, his qualifier was really impressive. How impressed were you guys with his performance tonight? To be honest with you, I'm not the most knowledgeable guy in the horse harness business, but I was impressed. I mean, I've been around enough to know that, uh, I mean, this is a field of total earnings with 15 million, some nice horses. And I thought he, he uh, it was a competitive race, but he made it. I'm not say easy, but he looked pretty good doing it. Now, is this is this your first kind of go with the harness uh, harness business? No, my our grandfather was in the har- harness business, and my dad ran Gainesway Farm, and Mr. Gaines and his father were in the harness racing. My dad and I actually had a few horses that uh, we raced. One, the best horse he ever had was Elian Don, and he he won um, a, a elimination for the Hamiltonian, and then made a break in the Hamiltonian. So that was the last experience I had. 
Well, listen, Ben, congratulations. I'm glad your next experience has been such a uh, powerful one. It's great. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, so we, we've talked to a couple of the people with the connections of uh, Lazarus. We're now going to talk to our friend Rick Moore. And Rick, listen, he did not disappoint, that's for sure. He sure did. What a spectacular performance. I can't believe a horse can be that tight after being off that long. It's a, he is an amazing, amazing horse. Now, obviously, uh, you know, we, he put on a show for the fans here tonight, but Hoosier Park kind of opened their arms and welcomed him here. Um, I saw the Lazarus T-shirts in the gift shop. I saw them being thrown out uh, into the crowd after the race. Obviously, uh, you know, he could be pointed next to, towards the Hoosier Pacing Derby after the Canadian Pacing Derby. Uh, what, what's next for, in store to welcome him back here to Hoosier Park next month? Yeah, you know, I don't know right now. We'll figure it out, though. We, we, we'll, we'll up to Annie somehow. But, uh, you know, I just want to, if I could just give 10 seconds, 15 seconds, I want to uh, give a big shout out to our team here who prepared, prepared, and prepared some more for this evening. And their execution was flawless. My hat is off to all of them. Well, listen, Rick, thanks so much for having us back. And uh, listen, we'll see you in a month uh, when hopefully Lazarus will be back here. It's not a, a big event if Mike and Mike are not here. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. What a compliment, uh, Mike Bozich. Um, what the heck? I'm not Mike. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Mike. You're part of the show. I know, you I know, know that. I'm just kidding. Mike, what a compliment about uh, about our program, though. I'm just trying to figure out a way how we can include Jessica and Taylor because I'll tell you what, this was a great. You guys did a heck of a job, and I'm just honestly, I'm sitting back here in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios, and more so as a fan, just sitting back here and listening to you guys. And you guys, I, I'll tell you what, this is unreal. I might stay back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios forever and let you guys just take care of this because I'll tell you what, this was a a heck of a broadcast. You guys did a heck of a job. Mike Carter, the only thing missing was you didn't call the race, uh, the Dan Patch. But you know what? I'll tell you what, it was a heck of a call by Steve Cross uh, and a great, great effort by Lazarus. It's good to see, you know, different ownership groups, especially in the thoroughbred industry, kind of coming over to Harness. You know what? We've got a good thing here in Harness Racing. We do. We've got a good thing here in Harness Racing. And you know what? Taylor made, who's got a long history in Harness Racing, went to thoroughbreds, kind of came back to Harness Racing. Like I say, Mike, maybe this will kind of get them going more back into the harness racing game. Maybe they'll invest more, you know. Very, going very, very. Oh, good. Sorry, I didn't realize you weren't done there. <laughs> Mike? Oh, I'm done. Oh, I, I didn't know if you were I done just wanted, I just wanted to say it was fantastic, and maybe, you know what, maybe they'll invest more going forward, groups like TaylorMade and some of the others, because you know what, there's – there's good stuff in harness racing. There's good horses to be had, and we've seen a lot of horses. You know, like like we've seen tonight, we've seen a uh, you know a horse that came to win his paramutual debut from overseas, and is now going to be going to the Bobby Quinn, one of the uh, great races for older horses. He's going to be going here to Harrington, that just won at Hoosier Park. You know, we've seen a lot of different horses that have come to Harris, Philadelphia. Josh Parker's bought a lot of different horses from overseas. You know, we see a lot of the overseas investing. We've seen the French. Look at the French initiative, Mike, that uh, Joe Feraldo was headed. We've seen a lot of them horses come here and win and compete. So, you know what? This is now starting to be a global thing. And you know what? That's what harness racing needs, in my opinion. We need it to be a global thing to get things going not only in the United States, not only in Canada, which we know where harness racing is great, 
but the whole world. And it's good to see horses from overseas competing against the best horses here in the States and North America and all. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take one final short time out. When we come back, myself, Jess Scott, and Taylor Johnston will wrap this thing up. In case you've missed it or in case you've been sleeping under a rock, Lazarus takes the Dan Patch stakes in 148-4, final quarter, 26-2. We'll be right back. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback. Farm.com. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, War Horse, and the Pacing for the Cure Two-Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there!
Mike Bozich back in the post time with Mike and Mike Studios. We'll be joining Jessica Otten, Mike Carter, and Taylor Johnson live on site at Osier Park Racing and Casino in just a moment. But we do have a couple of more winners for our big prize giveaway tonight. And that, of course, is a live Harris Philadelphia program that was from Foiled again, the great foiled again, the ultimate Iron Horses 100th career win autographed by Yannick Shingra. It can be yours. It is going to be, no question, a collector's item. Two more winners. You have to get a hold of us in the next uh, about a half hour or so. We're going to go off the air in about 10, 15 minutes, but we do want to hear from you within the next half hour. Dan Heron and Stephen Baker. Dan Heron. And Stephen Baker, once again, get a hold of us. Facebook message us, Twitter message us, or go to our website and send us an email. It's right on the front page. No sweats. Make sure you do it. Once again, Dan, Aaron, and Stephen Baker, congratulations. You have won collector's items, live Harris Philadelphia programs from uh, the great, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, harness horse of all time, Foiled again, his 100th win, and it's autographed by Yannick Gingra. Let's send it back to our broadcast team live on site, Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Taylor Johnson. I think I'm talking to the brains of the operation, Jessica <laughs> Otten. Jessica, am I? No, you're, no, you're, you're talking with me. I actually got one more uh, interview. Well, definitely not the brains here. of the operation, but go ahead. All right, we got one uh, more interview, and listen, we saved the best for last because, listen, Emily, I, I, I swear, you've been past this table a million times. We say this every time we come here. You're probably one of the hardest-working people in harness racing. But uh, Emily who? About, uh, yeah, Mike said Emily who. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about uh, Lazarus. Uh, what an amazing performance he put in. I think we all thought we're thinking the same thing when he got stung to the first quarter, that maybe uh, it was a little too much for him. Yeah, you know, uh, a few things. First, I apologize for walking by your table and, and not saying anything. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But talk about uh, running around like a chicken with your head cut off, and then you watch a performance like Lazarus, and you realize what it's all for. So it's all for, you know, good fun, and we all come out here to watch performances like that. And I think that's what Lazarus just produced. Like you said, uh, you know, to the quarter, post-position nine, uh, months off, first start in the U.S. He had every excuse in the book, but uh, he goes out there and does what champions do, and that's why people like you and I work hard. Hard, uh, to promote things uh, just like that race. Now, listen, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to talk to Duncan Taylor or anybody from that group. We asked him as he was coming, he was flying out the door, and I snagged him before he could get to the winner's circle. And I asked him, I said, Do you think we'll see you back here next month? And the answer to that question is, We're going to let Jimmy decide, but it's very probable that he'll be right back here as he uh, bought his ticket to the uh, Hoosier Pacing Derby. Yeah, so the uh, winner of the Dan Patch gets an automatic nomination into the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. And uh, actually, I just Skyped Jimmy Tactor. He's in Bermuda, and I have to say that's maybe one of the first times I've ever Skyped anybody in Bermuda. And he did confirm, if all things go well, that uh, Lazarus will be back at Hoosier Park for the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. That's September 21st, and uh, it's going to be a great night of racing again. We've got Grand Circuit racing that night, uh, a couple of different uh, big events. But, uh, yeah, if all goes well, I think he's going to Canada, they said, uh, for uh, going up to Canada. And then if all goes well, he'll be back here for that, then down to Lexington, and then on to the Breeders' Crown. Now, last question. Obviously, you guys put in a lot of work marketing-wise here tonight. You've got a fantastic group of interns who work with you and work with your team. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that program and how it's continued to grow year after year. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is uh, trying to get a hold of some of these young minds and uh, interest them into harness racing because there's a lot of great kids out there maybe looking for a spot. Uh, you know, for instance, we just hired a gal who was a, a publicity major at Ball State and knew nothing about harness racing. She spent an internship here and uh, she's been hooked ever since. So, you know, it's something that I really enjoy. I'd encourage anybody that uh, is looking to get a start in harness racing to start with some internships because, you know, just the uh, experience that you get is really invaluable. And especially here at Hoosier Park, they're exposed to a lot of different things, uh, food and beverage, casino side, com summer concerts, and of course the racing. So, um, like I said, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is, is getting these interns in here, these young minds, and, and showing them what harness racing is all about. Well, Emily, thanks so much for having us back here once again. And uh, listen, continue what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a heck of a job out and here. And we'll see you back. Uh, you're back, what, September 21st? All right. Well, same time, same place. Same I'll see you. Hopefully good. we get a better draw for Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> that was Emily Gaskin, the racing marketing manager here at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Final thoughts, girls, uh, real quick as we get ready to close this up. Uh, obviously, Lazarus was the name of the game. It, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it was such a good race, and being on the racetrack watching it was even better, and having the fans behind me screaming and cheering on, I couldn't have asked for a better night and another successful Dan Patch for me. Jessica, real quick, final thoughts? Uh, again, it was an amazing race. Like Emily said, he had all things going against him going into the race first start here. Um, being off in February, only one qualifier, being sung to the quarter, and he just really pulled through with all the fans and all the connections that had faith in him to bring him to the Dan Patch this year. All right, guys and girls. Well, listen, that is all she wrote from the 2018 Dan Patch Stakes. What an amazing performance by Lazarus as he wins in 148-4 and four, and as he's going to come back to the Hoosier Pacing Derby. We'll see everybody here on Thursday with a first post of 30. Good night, everybody. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know